Can someone please call Netflix because we need answers. Hi, I'm Amber. I'm Jackie. And I'm Jacania. And we're The Real Lens. A twin aunt and niece trio reviewing our favorite shows, whether for past or present, shows that got canceled that we think should come back, teenage dramas, novelas, and so much more, so stay tuned. On today's episode, we're talking about a show that is near and dear to our hearts, Julie and the Phantoms, a musical comedy drama about a young teen who grieves her mother and meets three ghosts, Luke, Alex, and Reggie. They return to Earth after 25 years after their own passing, only to discover that she is the only one who sees them, but the world can see them when they play music with her. So as we all know now, Julian the Phantoms was canceled after just one season. And it actually was confirmed that there were supposed to be five seasons. So it left us with so many unanswered questions, especially after that ending. Um, so we'll start discussing some of those questions now. The first question I want to ask is, why do you guys think that the guys came back in the first place? That's a good question. I think there's a lot of mystery behind like their death. Like it was kind of funny and weird like they were eating these hot dogs from like the hood of a car that were sold from a hood of a car so maybe it has to do with like the battery acid thing and, and they had like this unfinished business that's usually what we see um in film and television with when it comes to ghosts so we really don't know because again we were left with unanswered questions i mean definitely a lot of unfinished business with uh, the boys they were supposed to play at the Orpheum that was literally what they were going to go do next and I think that um their death um their death was really like them coming back was really more about them completing their their goal or like what they were meant to do um but there, that's still to be discovered because there's a lot of unanswered questions unfortunately they canceled the show um, but there's definitely, they did make a correlation. They said that that's, you know, they ate the hot dogs and that's how Mozart died. Um, so it's just like pretty interesting that they were making these like parallels to Mozart and them, them like they're musicians. So that's something to think about. My question is, why did they come back now after 25 years after Julie played a Sunset Curve CD. So it was like the Sunset Curve CD is like something that just tapped into the spiritual realm and like woke them up and, and took them out. Um, so I'm not entirely sure if maybe their unfinished business is tied to their unfulfilled career or if what if maybe we want to explore the idea that perhaps Julie's mom sent the boys to her what do you guys think um so i think uh, i think they alluded to um the fact that maybe uh julie's mom sent them sent them to her for like to help her grieve that's something that flynn her best friend um often like um tells her once she discovers like that chest with all the her mom's things and she saw like the sunset curve t-shirt and all that memorabilia that she had so perhaps yeah 
Yeah, and just for context, like the mom is the one working at the Orpheum in the first episode, and she tells them, "I listened to a lot of demos, and you guys really have talent." Um, and I think that because Julie is also someone who's really talented, there's like a connection there of like, um, no matter what happens, like still pursue your dreams. Because as you can see, the boys were pretty much broke. That's all they did for themselves. Luke lived in like some storage room. It was basically like music was his life. So I think that if it were, her her mother sending um the band to julie then it was because she believed that they had a lot of similarities and they she she could they could essentially like bring her bring her through it so that's what i think so if we would have had season two we would have known more right (laughs) right (laughs) i think that i don't necessarily think that it was julie's mom that sent the guys to her but I think that Julie and the boys are connected in some sort of way because why is it that people can hear them if they sing, but they can't see them? They can see them only when they're playing with Julie. So there has to be something very specific about Julie that Julie is the only one who can see them, like without them even having to sing. And that when they sing with her, they're able to be seen by the rest of the world. Because if you think about it, they could have just sang with Beyonce or (laughs) sang with Panic at the Disco or something and they would have popped up, but they didn't. So maybe they're directly tied to Julie for whatever reason. Maybe it's the fact that they lived and shared the same house. And maybe there's just like a spirit that's, that's there that connects them. I don't know, but if anybody else would have played the Sunset Curve CD, would they have come back? Or is it just because Julie played the CD? Well, there was this theory um, about Julie perhaps being a witch or some sort of spiritual Mm -hmm. being herself, just because... um, Reggie in the beginning when uh, when they meet her he he asks her she's a witch so I know that might be a little little far-fetched because we don't see any like superpower like things that she has throughout the show just that she can bring them when they start playing with her and that's it but nothing else and I think that music is one of those recurring themes of the show, like the meaning and the power of music. Yeah. Um, specifically yeah. because music is not just music. It actually means something to people. Like, I know so many people can sing, but it doesn't make them a singer. There's people who can sing, but they're not right. singers. Like right. for me and Jacania, for example, we're singers, right? So when we sing, we sing to relieve ourselves from grief we sing to express our happiness we sing just because it makes our soul feel alive and you can definitely see that in Luke you can see that in Julie because remember Julie when she starts Mm -hmm. singing again her parents well her dad and her aunt and her brother and Flynn they're like wow like she came back to life after she started singing music and then Luke he just lives and breathes music literally music is his entire life and literally that cd is what brought them back so 
I think that the power of music and the meaning of music is one of the most important themes. What yeah, are some think, recurring themes that you guys saw? Well, um, there is one large theme here, which is grieving, and it's not just Julie's grief. Um, mm -hmm. If we notice, we see the father grieving, we see the aunts grieving, um, we see the little brother also grieving, and then we see Luke, Reggie, Alex, like they're all going through this grievance. And even like the other ghosts that they're able to see, like they're in this holding place in a, in a sense. And it's like this idea of like grief and moving on and moving forward. That's like throughout each episode of the show. Um, and we see a lot of that with, especially with Luke, because I guess he's the protagonist. Well, Julie's the protagonist, but, um, but he's like her co-protagonist. Um, um, and you just see him like going through that process of even his parents being um, part of that grief process and then moving on and getting some like closure over his death as well. So, um, so I think that was like really powerful and beautiful to see throughout the whole entire season. Um, I mean, I agree. I see the, the theme of the entire show is grief, but it's also like reclaiming your power too um I think that also comes with grief as well like uh, a lot of things we, we see it's not just Julie coming into her own it's also um Luke Reggie and all of them coming back together and like coming like rediscovering their passion for music like still holding on to that even though it's been 25 years um but even like when they go and chase um their former bandmate who stole their music oh my God. like you know what I mean like that they're trying to reclaim that because that's all first of all their hard work the reason why they were able to play at the Orpheum mm -hmm. and um I would have liked to see that unfold because this guy literally became famous off of their talent like mm -hmm. you could tell that he wasn't even invested in the band like he didn't even want to be a part of them but the other three operated like family and you know like brothers mm -hmm. so um I do see a lot of that um but it's also about friendship too because if you think about mm -hmm. um the friendship between Julie and Flynn but also the friendship she's developing with the ghosts um, mm -hmm. but also the relationship she had with Miss Thane. With Carrie, <laughs> Carrie. Yes. Um, even that relationship, like we know that she, they were formerly all three friends and then they had this falling out. And it's kind of like intertwined because her father is literally a former bandmate of Sunset Curve. So yeah. it's like, something in there has to either bring them back together or explain why they fell apart because we really, we really don't know why or what really mm -hmm. happened there well now that you mentioned that is interesting because perhaps um Julie is at the center of this to help like vindicate the fact mm -hmm. that he may have taken their music and and like um I think it was Reggie who said it, it may have been Alex I think it's a Reggie thing to say that you know his parents house was like taken away the whole block was taken away while he made like all these millions 
off of their music when they died. So it is interesting. And, and it does, like, back to what you were saying about friendship, it does tackle a lot of, like, YA issues that we don't see today, right? So, like, mm -hmm. if you look at um, how they just, like, everything is just innocent and sweet. And even though they're dealing with, like, you know, um, you know, friction between friends and, and dishonesty, because there was a point where um, Julie was dishonest with Flynn, because she, first of all, she didn't want her to think that she was crazy for saying that there's ghosts. Um, but, but even then you see how like Flynn was like, I'm calling your father. Like, it, you know, <laughs> this isn't, this isn't euphoria. Like this isn't um, that show euphoria, <laughs> you know, where it's like <laughs> drama and like, it's just very sweet and innocent. And there's, it's, it's a depiction of what teenagers, um, are usually like normally, like we don't, teenagers are in, I don't want to say they're all innocent, but a lot of innocents are just regular, like, <laughs> you know, so it's just nice to see that on screen. Even again. adults go through this too. Like, it's not just a teenage thing. And I think that's like why I connected to the show because I'm like, I could see this happening in my life even mm -hmm. uh, like a older adult. Um, right. But yeah, I I honestly, they just need to bring the show back. I've signed the petition like a billion times. <laughs> um, right. I just don't understand why other shows that should not have been renewed are being renewed and we're just still like wow. no answer. And like literally the creator of High School Musical created this show and but you know what makes this show different from like other musicals is that in musicals usually they're singing like to replace dialogue in right, this show right. they're singing because they're actually actively writing music because they mm -hmm. love it like they have a passion for music they actually want to be artists they want to be musicians like sure like in high school musical you know there was like a theater or whatever but most of the songs that they sang were i don't know where to go like literally it was just like <laughs> instead of, <laughs> like instead of dialogue true. they were just singing it out you know and it was I'm just like something. a performance <laughs> i'm gonna say something controversial Please, High School Musical fans, do not come at me. I know. I oh, my God. I know what you're going to say I because I said it. High School Musical, and it's honestly, I grew up on High School Musical, and I listened to the albums all the time. But I literally had Julie and the Phantoms album playing. Like, it was my top album um, mm -hmm. for the year. And um, I just want to say that the music in this show is way better far like, I, i'm so sorry it's not cheesy it's like things that you mm -hmm. can actually like dance to um cry to so on that topic what are like one of your favorite songs from the show amber i think you know what my favorite song is it's your least favorite but flying solo is my jam like I can because. literally. My it grew life, on life, me. We be below zero. <laughs> so low. Like okay. that's that bump. So the song, <laughs> the song did grow on me, but it's like out of all the songs, it's not my most played or most favorite. But I, it did grow on me, especially as I start to watch the show often. But 
yeah that is it is a good song because like I also now I understand why she wrote it so I think there's like a nice connection to it it's a tie for me okay so (laughs) the entire soundtrack is amazing even Carrie's song she I love her she's entertaining um but I will have to say it's a tie between Flying Solo and Unsaid Emily. Flying Solo for one reason. Yes. I love that this is this love song to her best friend. Like how she um, w- she is there for her and, and vice versa. Like they're there for each other. That, that mutual, like they're in sync with each other. And I just love how she honors her friend in that song. And she just reassures her like, I'm not... I can't be who I am unless you're there. So it's just like, it's so beautiful. And with Unsaid, Emily, like that's, I cried my eyes out when I first heard this song because we all know a scene where, you know, Julie gives the song to her, um, to Luke's to mom, Luke's mom. dad. And, and she's Emily. And it was like this reveal because we didn't know who Emily was. We knew about the song. And it was just like, oh my God, because of the way Luke left the house because they weren't supporting his dream. But he still had so much love for his mom that he just wanted to like pour out his love there. And ugh, that song is beautiful. Like, And I'm that's rare. That's yeah. rare to see. Like you don't see men or teenage boys crying over their mothers because they love them like it's usually the opposite it's like oh I left my house yeah forget her like I'm gonna go do what I want to do whatever and even though he did leave kind of like forget her um he regretted it of course like he wrote a whole song about it like it was just beautiful to see a man love his mother so like unapologetic unapologetic unapologetically (laughs) (laughs) because you just don't see that you don't i I have yet to see another show do something like that yeah what about you that song that song's in my top five for sure because i feel like that's closure but my favorite song uh, honestly, my favorite favorite is "You Got Nothing to Lose" because Cheyenne, like, oh, I know he's a Cheyenne villain. Jackson, we he love, is a you. Villain, love you, but he's amazing. Like those high I'm notes, what a and it's just such a catchy song. Um, it's you know, there's a bit of a like jazz element. I love the guys playing um, when they come in for their solos. Like it's such a great song. Um, but my other favorite is Finally Free. Um, I don't know if it's because when in that particular episode when they're singing this song, she's wearing this like really beautiful butterfly shirt and I'm obsessed with her style. Her outfits but are the amazing. Song is great the too. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. but the song is great too. And the way her and Luke um, just like harmonize with each other is really nice. So I'm really obsessed with those two songs. But honestly, I play this album every day. Like, I'm not joking. So I know. Like, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So now that we're on that topic, what do you guys think about the chemistry between Julie and Luke? I mean, I know he's a goat, um. but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so do you uh. think that they actually have real feelings for each other? Or do you think that they just bond over music? I think it's I think both. both. 
Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, it's, it, both. it's both. I think that their their love of music helped them to like build those feelings for each other. Because remember, Julie had a crush on Nick, so she mm-hmm. was like not really paying attention for the to wrong reason. Like Right, for the wrong reasons. But I think she really developed this connection with Luke. And I think that they have great chemistry together. Like, like I think that was a great pairing. Um, and I think that Luke also, like, if you notice in the beginning of the show, they're all kind of, like, girl crazy. So to kind of see him, like, really just, like, yeah. like one person is a little, it's like, it's all, you, and, and it's like, it sucks, you're a ghost, and I can't really touch you, right? right. But, but um, it's nice to see that relationship kind of blossom, regardless of what the circumstances are. So I, I have to mention this, because I've always, I've always, like, felt this, or I, like, made this connection you guys remember Casper the movie? Oh how, yes. like, <laughs> how like in the dance scene, she's like, can he's like, can I keep you? And it's like, it's like how they were falling in love. It's kind of like the same with them. Yeah. And it's just like, That's it's so not true. that it's not impossible because then we talk about the matters of the soul here. Like he she's alive and he's not, but there's still two souls. And I do believe that they are falling for each other. Is mm-hmm. there an element of connection through music? Absolutely. They have um, commonalities with that and they have the same passion for that. But I think there's also an element of like, he helps her um, with her grieving process. And I think that the more she becomes his friend and he becomes her friend, that mm-hmm. she just has like a genuine love. Like even if there was no like romantic element to it, they genuinely love each other. So um, there is flirtation. They have great chemistry on screen. Like the actors did phenomenal jobs um, conveying that. So um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it really sucks that he's a ghost. Yeah. And I think <laughs> like it would be unfair. What right, do you mean? Right. <laughs> well, she can't even touch him. He's like see-through. But no, in the last hello, scene, the end of the season. She was able to she touch him. him. Right. Yeah. But we don't know what happens after that. Right. Yeah. But, you know, I think it would huh. be unfair to, to say that, that, like, they only connect through music because, I mean, everybody has something that brings you together. Like, obviously, in order for you to be drawn to someone, you need to share something. Like, you have to have share some interest. similarity. Mm-hmm. And like I said, like, there's people that sing, but it doesn't make you a singer. And of right. the group of Sunset Curve, you can tell that Luke, he's the singer. He's like the real musician. Not that Alex and Reggie don't love it, but they're not as passionate about it. Because notice how they're, when they found out that Bobby stole their music and became rich and famous, they're like, oh my God, the money. He has a mm-hmm. mansion. He has this... And then Luke keeps saying, it's not about the money. It's about our legacy. Right. So he wanted to be, he wanted to live his life through music. He wanted to leave his imprint through music. And Julie is basically the same way. Like she wants to, Mm -hmm. um, she also wants to make it big. You know, that's why she, Mm -hmm. you know, started the group with them. If not, she would have just kept singing in her room, you know, and she wouldn't have performed. 
Yeah, that's true. But um, not only that, but um, she um, not she, Luke, <laughs> Luke also like gave up a lot of things to start that band or to like try to push them and make it. You see him in like every episode talk about everything that he gave up. He gave up his relationship with his parents. He, he gave up his literal home, like his safe place to go to. Um, and all of the sacrifices that he made just to like get them to play at the Orpheum. Like a lot of that was pushed by Luke. And not to say that the other boys didn't like have like any interest or anything at all, but they were definitely motivated by different things. So I agree. Mm-hmm. Right. They were motivated the by this. He, exactly. he wrote all the songs. Like it's, you can tell that for him, it's like, this is his life. This is who he is. So it's like, it's his identity. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I wish the show would come back before they get any right. older. Like today, right. please. Thank you. <laughs> but there's people that are your true friends and they'll go along the ride with you, like Reggie and, and Alex. Whereas mm-hmm. Bobby, he probably was watching Luke the whole time, jealous. He was probably like, damn, I wish I could have wrote that song myself. I wish I would have had that creative mind. I wish that I had that presence to be a lead singer and this and that. And sometimes I even think like, maybe he was the one who killed them. Like, who knows? Maybe like he did something to their hot dog, you know? Like you never well, know. Well, no, because he wasn't he there. He wasn't there. But I could see. But you he just never there. know. This is a show at the end of the day. <laughs> they can No, yeah. Um, bueno, I can see what you're saying. I can see what you're saying. Like for sure, he did have some type of jealousy um, because he was just he was just a, a a bass guitarist. I think he was a bass um, player. Yeah. The rhythm, but the rhythm guitarist, rhythm guitarist. Sorry, and um, but you you could tell he didn't want no part of it. He was just like, "Hey, right, I'm just here tagging along." And he just took the opportunity. He's a very, very egotistical person. Um, he took the opportunity. Like, they died. I'm going to just steal their music. Like, how does he not have uh, a conscience to, to, to think, like, dang, let me honor their memory and right. release it under their names, you know? Like, Luke yeah. wrote all those songs that he won platinum awards for and stuff. And it was just, like, really tough. And then, like, you could even see some of those characteristics in Carrie from her dad. Like, she feels very entitled. And I know that some people will disagree. That's true. But Carrie, yes, she works hard and she rehearses and stuff like that. But had her dad not been famous, would she have had access to the choreographers and all of the you know, the makeup and the hair and all this other stuff to actually be a talented artist, even though her songs are popping, like, don't get me wrong. But oh, yeah. <laughs> her yeah. songs are so good. But, you know, she, you can tell, like, she, if she even says it, like, look at how Julie just took this opportunity to upstage me when Julie mm-hmm. first sings with the guys. And it's like, Julie wasn't even trying to upstage you. Like, she didn't even... Like I said, (laughs) there's people that sing and then there's singers. Julie's just a natural. I kind of have to give like 5% credit to Carrie because 
she five did percent. work really hard. I say she five did. percent because she did work really hard. And yes, you're right. She had access, but so does so does Julie's father. They're they're not poor, like they're rich. So no. <laughs> hold on, hold on. It's not the same because okay, the music industry, but he does have connections in the industry because he's a, a, a what is it, a photographer, whatever he is, and he he's able to 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 make those connections. Remember, they throw that big party at the house where he invites his industry friends or whatever it is. Hold on, before you 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 interject. Um, <laughs> she, you know. Julie stopped singing for a long time, right? And yes, it was because her she was grieving her mom. But like when you're on the other side of it, it's like while you were grieving your mom, I was doing all of this. And then you're literally just appearing with these ghosts out of nowhere. Optically, how does that look? And this is not me giving her the reason. This is just me putting my 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 shoes in Carrie's shoes, like how would I feel if someone who was just like missing for half a year, not singing and I'm doing my work and I'm doing the choreography and I'm singing and I'm writing the songs and I'm doing that and I'm having all these opportunities come for me and you take them. Not that Julie doesn't deserve it. She didn't really take, well, I guess she did right. take an opportunity. Julie's not taking but- it's Julie is just being herself. She's literally she not exactly. even. She's not even like trying to get at Carrie. She's just like trying to understand why Carrie don't even want to talk to her anymore. You right. know, there's a lot of that going on. So she's like, I don't understand. And, and we really don't know the full story. Like we never really discover this. This is why we needed season two. Um, we never discover like what was the real story. Were they in a band together? I suspect they were she was fighting jealous. For you know, because they're two stars, but they're totally different, right? They're different. Like stars. Carrie's very poppy, right? This is Destiny's like, Child. Really? <laughs> mm-hmm. Literally, somebody was trying to be Beyonce. Like, Even yeah. Luke, Reggie, and Alex were jamming to her song. They were like, "Okay, right?" <laughs> like, but yeah. So I mean, we could get into a whole conversation about that, but honestly. Um, it was one of those things that for me, I feel like the other day Julie has the most talent. Oh, in my opinion, it's not to say that Carrie's not talented, but I think that it's raw talent that doesn't need to be Mm -hmm. upstage with all the bells and whistles. You know what I mean? It's It's just a bubble gum on a piano. It's not the bubble gum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Again, Team Julie. Oh, I'm Team Team Julie. <laughs> but just no, like, know, let's talk about her outfits. Oh my god! Her oh, outfits are we're ten out of ten every episode. Yes. Sorry, I just wanted to add them. Absolutely. <laughs> I already told you. I was like, I want that shirt with the with the butterflies. It's the most adorable outfit. I was like, I would I would totally wear this. So whoever did the Styling did an excellent, excellent job. I just love because it's like so youthful, so fun. And um, Madison Reyes, who plays Julie, she often wears like that leather jacket that we see her on all like the marketing materials and stuff. So it's always fun to like see her on social media wearing that. 
Um, but yeah. So um, now that we're still like, we're talking about the actors, I want to talk about Kenny Ortega. Because yeah, definitely um, the best director, producer, yeah, choreographer. Producer. choreographer. <laughs> <laughs> he is literally, I want to take a moment just to honor him because Kenny Ortega has been behind some of our favorites. And that includes Hocus Pocus, the first one, not the sequel, High School Musical, The Descendants. Um, he choreographed Michael Jackson's last tour. This is it. And unfortunately, we never got to see. And he choreographed a little movie we like to call Dirty Dancing. And he is set to direct the remake. <laughs> no, so like, literally time. all of our favorite movies. Just, our fa- we yes. can watch Dirty Dancing all day. Yes. We can watch Hocus Pocus all day. High School Musical. We're a little too old for the descendants, but... Oh,可惜了。啊，我看过一次。哦，我看过一次。哦，我看过一次。哦，我看过一次。哦，我看过一次。哦，我看过一次。哦，我看过一次。哦，我看过一次。哦，我看过一次。哦，我看过一次。
And it's also not done in a way that's um, like corny when they're speaking Spanish. It's like normal. They they throw in their Spanish terms the way we do when we're when we're talking to each other in English. Um, so it's just nice to see a positive representation of a Puerto Rican family on television. So I Netflix. I, you may never hear this, but please, please, please bring back the show. There's so many fans, so many people, even since 2021, have still been petitioning to bring the show back. Listen to the fans. The The cast is ready to record season two. Give them this. We need this. Not, Not to, to mention, mention it's won many awards. Right, right, I was just gonna say that they yeah. won an Emmy. Like, Some hello, Emmys. <laughs> um, Rolling Stones covered their soundtrack and said it was amazing. Like, why would you cancel a show like this? <laughs> like, I don't, I, I don't that. get it. It makes I absolutely don't. no sense because of the following, the accolades, and, the, and we're talking about reputable publications that have talked about this show, about how great it is. And Netflix just decided to do away with it. I don't know who we need to call, but Kenny Ortega has never had a canceled show except for this one. And it just makes no sense. And I and we need we need answers, okay? Because I need to know what happens between Jolie and Luke. I need to know if they come back right. to life. I need to know if they get famous. I need to know. <laughs> right. So, yeah, we need to know, does her mom come back? Because it's her mom who brings the boys to life. I feel like her know? mom was probably going to pop up in some season, yeah. one of these five seasons that they were going to make. There's just no way that she wasn't going to be connected because she was one of the last people to see them before they died. Yeah, so absolutely has to be. And I want to hear that. more about. I want to hear more about Caleb's story. Like, how did he die? You know, I want to hear mm, about. Right. That. We need a we need a villain episode because Cheyenne Jackson, you're an amazing villain, and you're an even better vocalist. And I think this is like the the role of your life. I, I don't know if that's like he's also in the Descendants. Thing. Just saying, I'm advocating for the Descendants. Yes. And call me Kat. Um, But he's awesome. We love him. He's a star himself as well. Please save Julie and the Phantoms. Thank you so much for listening to the Real Lens Podcast. Follow us on all social media platforms, including TikTok and Instagram, or right here where you listen to podcasts. So stay plugged in as we continue to review your favorite shows.